Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, side, side, side. It's popping, y'all. This is Ed Lover. Welcome to Come On, Son, the podcast. I ain't gonna hold y'all today, man. But there are a few things on my mind that I want to say. Um, I went to New Orleans and did Essence Fest, right? And I'm not even going to lie to y'all, y'all. At first, I was pissed. I'm not even going to lie. Essence, we had been in touch with Essence three months or four months prior to doing the Essence Festival of Culture 2023. It's been going back and forth. There's a lot of emails that were floating back and forth between myself, uh, my team, which is me and my manager, Dan Smalls, and whoever was in charge of Essence. So those emails was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Couldn't get a direct answer as of whether or not I was actually doing it. They had contacted us and said, it's the 50th anniversary of Hip Hop Ed. We want you involved in Essence. We got a lot of artists that's going to come celebrate the 50th anniversary of Hip Hop. We want you involved in it. We want you hosting some stuff. We need you to be involved with this, the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Same thing with Tigger. We want you to have a stage. We want Tigger on the stage. Big Tigger, shout out to him. We want Free uh, from 106 and Park. That's good luck. I'm like, cool. That makes sense when it comes to the visual part of hip-hop to have, you know, me or maybe me, Dre, and T. They never got in touch with Dre or T-Money. Um, or Fab, for that matter, to do something. And then all of a sudden, after all of these months of going back and forth, I heard that they had uh, to revamp their whole entire staff for some odd reason or another. I don't know why. Can't get into details on that. But I'm back and forth on top of my management. I know I'm driving him crazy. Yo, what's good with Essence? Are we doing Essence? Should I... Keep these dates blocked out. Doing Essence. Okay. Finally, he goes, the week of Essence that we're supposed to do June 30th was my night. Right? We get, uh, finally get the money from Essence, right? The deposit. Very, very late. Then, because we're doing an all-in deal, which means we have to pay for our own flights and own hotel. So we finally get the money from Essence. Then I'm like on him. What am I doing? Who am I introducing? 
I need to know how long I'm working. I don't know none of this, none of this, y'all, because that depends on what I wear. How many times am I coming out on stage? Right? So if I'm coming out on stage three, four times, I don't want to wear the same thing. It's going to be hot. That depends on how I have to pack. The day before we going to Essence, we get a call from a young lady. Can we have a production call? But before that production call, I'm like, why do I need a production call? Before the production call, I'm on the phone with her as a representative of Essence and my manager. And she's going, can Ed jump on a production call at 3.30? I'm asking her, who am I introducing? How long am I working? That will be discussed on the call. So I'm like, okay, cool. That works. At 3.30, we get on the call. People are introduced. Rick Grimes is introduced. He is directing the Hulu stage. Now, I'm thinking the Hulu stage is a small stage where other people perform that's not performing on the main stage, which, of course, kind of uh, 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 me a little bit because for my whole thinking was I'm doing this 50th anniversary hip-hop celebration from the main stage. Find out that I'm working with Jess Hilarious. Didn't have a problem with Jess Hilarious. I never met Jess Hilarious before, but they told me the day before that I was working with Jess Hilarious on the Hulu stage. I'm thinking the Hulu stage is something totally different than what it is. Come to find out we're streaming live on Hulu. I have nothing to do with the main stage. Had to call one of my homegirls from Chicago and because I was so confused and so angered by the whole thing. And then she tells me Dion Cole is hosting the main stage. Now, if you're doing a 50th anniversary of hip hop, Dion Cole does not make sense. Nothing against Dion. I saw him at Essence. He's been my dude. We laugh and joke, love him, and he has the same affection for me. But it does not make sense. Then I find out that Miss Lauren Hill is performing. She's closing the show out. Janelle Monet is on the show. Toby Nguike is on the show. And Ari Lennox is on the show. And then Dougie Fresh and a salute to the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. So it's not just one whole night of celebration of the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. There's a segment on that main stage that's Dougie Fresh and Friends. Still, why wouldn't Ed Lover be hosting that segment? Why am I on the Hulu stage? Okay, fine. I'm going to be hosting on the Hulu stage from 7 o'clock going live till midnight or 12.30. Never touch the main stage, y'all. So I'm pissed, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. I said I'm professional. I know what I'm doing. We went through the production notes. Just Hilarious was on stage. I asked the pertinent questions that I need to know. Are you splitting things between Jess and I? Would it say Jess? Will it say Ed on the prompter? Because you don't want to just willy-nilly it, and then she don't know what she's supposed to be doing, and I don't know what I'm doing. Goddamn, my plane was late, so I missed the actual prompter rehearsal because we're reading everything off prompter. So I get in. I meet Jess. Such a sweetheart. So much respect for me and what I've done. And my career so far, we, uh, you know, I had a rider. Nothing that was supposed to be on my rider was on my rider. Absolutely nothing. I'm hungry. They gave me one little piece of chicken, like a scoop of 
box macaroni and cheese and a little scoop of salad. Now I'm like, yo, what's good? They like, oh, they being cheap down there because they feeding the crew. We're not allowed to bring in outside food. I'm like, wow. And still, we rose to the occasion. Still, through all the miscommunication of everything that I did not know I could do, and I had been approached to do an all-white party, the, the Keisha Walker, who I've known for years, has her 24th annual all-white party, and Essence said that I couldn't do that. Okay? And then Tigger was doing the Hulu stage, too. Tigger ended up hosting the all-white party. I ended up co-hosting the all-white party with him for free, but the reason why I did it for free is so I could show Keisha Walker my command of the stage, which she's already known. But that's a totally different story within itself, but that was a banging-ass all-white party. I'm not going to lie. That party was crazy. Okay, let me finish telling you about that night. So it's Jess and I, and we are constantly on set throwing the packages, throwing it as, let's see what people are saying on Twitter. That night on Twitter... That Friday night when Jess and I was on the Hulu live stream on Hulu, Essence Fest 2023 was the number one trending topic in America. And let me tell you something else. The next two nights after Jess and I, it wasn't number one trending on Twitter anymore. Toby and Guike, absolutely phenomenal. Ari Lennox, we got to sit down with so many people that came through so many different artists. Latoya Luckett came through, sat down with us. Miss Lauren Hill's nephew got this uh, show on Apple TV called Swagger. Him and the young lady that was uh, on co-hosting or co-starring in that series, they came through and sat down. We had Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stansfield, and Tiffany Haddish come through and sit down for an interview. Atheon Crockett came through, the, the, the beautiful, beautiful Young ladies from uh, from P Valley came through and sat down for an interview. We threw the packages of Janelle Monet live, the whole Dougie Fresh segment live, the uh, Toby and Guike live, Ari Lennox live. Um, I'll get back to Jamel, Janelle Monet later on. That whole live joint you got to see on our feed while we were hosting. Just he allowed us to be free. You just allowed me and, and, and Jess to play off of each other, me doing my New York thing, her doing her Baltimore thing. I mean, it was just a really good look and real good chemistry between Jess Hilarious and myself. Um, so what turned out to be something that I was pissed about turned out for me to be bigger than me touching the main stage because really – Dion Cole only touched the stage for like 20 minutes. And I was on live with 7 million people watching for five to six hours. So I really wasn't even upset about it in the long run. It was a long night. It was tiring. I was a little upset about nothing being on my rider. Like, thank God my man Minx was there. Thank God uh, Kobe was there with me. Thank God Jake came it was and was with me, so they were able to go get me. I mean, they had water and all of that stuff, but they were all, you know, able to go get me drinks if I wanted to drink <clears throat> and stuff like that, and run down to the uh, run down to the um, VIP tent. You know, I saw Lance Gross down there, try to get him to come up, but um, you know, through all of that stuff, man, we just 
we had a really, really good night that Friday night. Then we asked for passes and tickets for Saturday and Sunday. The young lady, Lanise, who was working with us that worked her tail off, gave us the passes and stuff in the envelope. When we wrapped, we stepped downstairs to catch Miss Lauren Hill because we had the all-access passes. We got in the front. When we decided to leave, Marv had left the passes and stuff up in our room that we had. We came back. Our passes and stuff were gone, but his sunglasses and his cigars were still there. So we didn't even really bother Essence again the next day because I was so frustrated that somebody would have the nerve to go in a tent that says Ed Lover on it and steal out of there. So after that, I didn't go back. I didn't go back to the uh, Caesars Superdome at all. The rest of my time was the white party on Saturday and um, different events than dinner and friends were down there and lunches and go see D nights at the, at the Fillmore. Big shout out to D nice, big shout out to TI man. I got a chance to talk to tip Uh big shout out to big boy. Got a chance to chop it up with him. Omar Dorsey, Anthony Mackey, um, and D nice for being nice enough to let us all come in and enjoy his set at the Fillmore. Shout out to Kenny Burns, who's hosting it. Like, we just we just had a good time. And I think I was just, went to the convention center, though, to see that. That was dope. I got to see Wale. Big shout out to Wale. Um, the convention center part of it was dope. I think after that first night, I mean, being so tired, coming straight from the era and traveling, my flight was like one in the afternoon, y'all, and it got delayed. So after that and working all the way to like 1.30 in the morning, it was, yo, I, it was a wrap for me. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Janelle Monet is a star, but a lot of those people that were in that, that, that Superdome, the season Superdome, just did not know her music. And then at one time she did this song called Get Off My Areola, and she pulled her breasts out and had like a pasty on her areola. And then after her, Miss Lauren Hill performed, and that's when people started like actually walking out. Like, I don't know what it is. If you celebrate the 25th year anniversary of one of the greatest albums of any female artist ever, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, why won't you just do that album in its entirety? And there had been some rumors for years, and this rumor's been lasting for over 20 years, that she can't do it because of some comment. That is very untrue. Very untrue. I know a young lady that worked on Essence, and she looked it up. Lauren can do whatever she feels like doing, and Miss Lauren Hill just chooses for some reason not to do the songs the way that we know them and that way that we love them. And people have been waiting for almost 1 o'clock for her to get on that stage. And it was just like, what are you playing? And I'm a person that loves Lauren, but it has to be some, some, it has to be a pain to be her manager because you already know what the people want. You just not giving it to them for some odd reason. You're playing, you're doing remixes of these records and the people are sitting there looking at you like, what are you doing? What are you playing? What are you performing? You know, salt and pepper came out. The next night, I saw a clip of that. They do their songs just like we know them. Angie Martinez hosted the ladies' night stage on the main stage 
And she did a bit of her song, her verse on Ladies Night. Little Wayne took the stage. He did the songs. Dougie Fresh and didn't do a remix. Him and, and Slick Rick together didn't do a remix of the show. They did the songs like we know them. Melly Mel and Scorpio and them did the message the way we know the message. EPMD did So What You're Saying and everything that they were doing the way we know it. Rock Kim rocked his records the way we know the records. Juvenile performed. I forgot to tell y'all that Friday night Juvenile performed did everything. The way we know it. Ha, back that ass up, 400 degrees. Like, I'm not getting why a lot of people have to be disappointed as much as we revere and love and and admire and cherish the positive music that Lauryn Hill gave to this world. And you haven't put out another album since. There's been some songs and singles and stuff with other people. But there hasn't been another whole-ass Lauryn Hill album since the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. That, let me say, opened the door and put women into a positive light on so many levels that that album was so important. Which is one of the reasons why, with everything going on right now in hip-hop with women, we need that voice. We need you to perform those songs the way they are. So that the next generation of kids, when their parents say, I'm going to go take you to see Miss Lauren Hill. When you was 25 when the album came out, you 50 now. I'm going to take you to see Miss Lauren Hill so you can see that there was a balance between Miss Lauren Hill and, 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 and the difference between Pound Town and that thing and Lost Ones and all the other beautiful Music and the spitting as an MC that she did, real rhymes, real rap, real attention to detail that Lauren Hill put into her craft from the Fugees on to her own thing. And I'm, I just don't understand why. I just don't understand. If you start seeing people that are disgruntled with it, first it's the long wait. And then when you finally come out, it ain't what we want. I I just don't understand. I don't get it. I guess it ain't it ain't for me to get. But we need you. We need your voice more than ever. You are a huge influence. Huge. The way you told women about the, the, the fake nails, fake, you know, like giving up your box and all of that other stuff too quick. It's, it was huge, and you can see what's happening right now because your voice is not there, because Latifah's voice is not really there anymore. Light's voice is not really there. Yo-Yo's voice is not really there. Salt and Pepper, because they have all grown up, right? And it's all about nostalgia now from that point of view. So we're not getting it the way that we used to get it. The influence on female hip hop from those veteran ladies is not as strong as it used to be. That's why we need them to continue to perform at the highest levels. So as parents, we have our, something to take our children to see. Erica Badu's Unfollow Me Tour, Jill Scott when Jill Scott goes out, India Irie, Chrisette Michelle, Tweet, Missy Elliott closed out one night, and I heard she tore the spot down with 
style, dignity, and class. And then Megan Thee Stein gets up there, and she goes and has uh, bring 20 women on stage. It shows them all how to twerk. When people, it's a family thing. Essence, cultural. Festival of culture, families. People had their kids in that audience. The NDIRE spoke up on it, and everybody wanted to jump down NDIRE throat. And it's not that we don't like Megan Thee Stallion. It's that there's a time and a place for everything. Back in the days, there's no way Essence would have put the two live crew on that stage, bringing out a bunch of women twerking. There's no way that Essence wouldn't have told Lil' Kim and Foxy that they have to tone it down if they want to be on that stage. There's a lot of years they weren't on that stage because of that. It's not, that wasn't an adult-only festival. There was people out there that had their kids out there. Everything is not for consumption, and, and, and everything is not for us to smile and laugh and clap our hands to. So I agree with Miss India Irie with that. You know? I even heard Juvenile doing the clean versions of his records until he got to back that ass up. But back that ass up, only the kids say ass. They know what that is. But Juvie ain't bring out no bunch of women twerking and dropping it and barely with clothes on. How did that become empowerment? How how did that become? Oh, I know what you're going to say, ladies. Oh, it's us taking control of our bodies, doing it our way. Fine. But it ain't meant for everywhere at every time. It's not. It just ain't. Twerk boot camp on the stage? At the Essence Festival of Culture? Nah. That's why it's so important to me because it ain't the it's not the music. It's not the the the, the, the people influencing the music. It's the music influencing our kids. So the Essence Festival of Culture for me was a wonderful, great weekend. Sometimes God give you one thing when you think you're gonna get something else. And the other thing that you get is actually better than the thing that you really, really wanted. And it's funny because when I showed up and I actually got there, there was two young ladies there that I was greeting to ask me if I was Deion Cole. Come on, son. Do I fucking look anything like Deion Cole? And then Deion Cole came in right behind me. Like, how you got people standing there supposed to be doing something and they don't, they don't know who anyone is or where to take them? Like, I'm the host of the Hulu stage for tonight. Nobody said Ed Lover's coming. Do I have to stand there and wait for y'all to go get my passes? You weren't there? When y'all told us when we're radioing to y'all while we're driving up to the event. Yes, I'm bringing Mr. Lover here. We're almost there right now. And nobody was there? Nobody. I could have actually, when when everything wasn't on my rider, which was part of my contract, I could have actually turned around and walked out if I wanted to, and still got paid and sued them because they breached my contract. But being the professional that I am, I had a great time doing it too. And hell yes, I would love to work with Jess Hilarious again. And she told me something of confidence that is about to happen for her that is huge that I cannot repeat right now because I promised my little sister that I wouldn't do it. But mind you, something huge is about to happen for Jess Hilarious. Remember, I told you first that this thing was coming. 
this thing was coming. It was also a night of a little bit of a disappointment for me, and I'm going to tell you why. There was a runner by the name of Malcolm. He was producing. He was going to get people and bringing people to the Hulu stage. Charlie Mack, who was one of Will Smith's close friends, Charlie Mack first out, comes through, and I see him talking to the guy, and then he looks upset, and I'm calling him from the stage. Mind you, I've known Charlie Mack for 30-plus years. I've called him for the stage, and I clearly can hear me, and he's ignoring me. And then he turns around and walks away, and I'm calling him, and Jess Hilarious is calling him, and he's ignoring both of us. So then Jess goes, oh, he has a problem with production or something. I go, oh, okay, I don't know what's going on, but I'm wondering why this man that I've known for 30-plus years is ignoring me when I'm calling him. So Jess and I go on and do our thing. Afion Crockett comes up, um, and we're talking to Afion about what's going on with him. He's doing some impersonations. He's hilarious. He's engaging. He's wonderful. And, oh, man, we had Manny Fresh on, too, that night. So Afion is talking about um, his new project, that he got a movie coming out. He's doing it with Charlie Mack. And I go, oh, Charlie's my dude. Love Charlie Mack. Known Charlie for a long time. So we finished the interview with Afion. The whole Miss Lauren Hill thing comes. We're on our way out. We walked the wrong way. Then we turned around to walk the the right way back to the loading docks because that's where the car is to take me back to the hotel. As we're walking, Afion, Charlie Mack, and some other dude is coming right past us. Afion speaks. I go, Charlie, what's up? Now, he's not even four feet away from me. He totally ignores me and keeps walking. And I go, oh, this is what we're doing? After 30 years annoying each other, this is what we're doing? All right. And I kept on walking. And for the life of me, I could not figure out why Charlie Mack would not speak to me. And then I started thinking about it. A year and some change ago, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, I was very vocally team Chris Rock. And I said that Will was dead ass wrong. And on Instagram, where we followed each other, Charlie Mack tried to make an argument about why Will was right to protect his wife, Jada, from a joke that wasn't even funny. And I protected Chris on a comment, and Charlie came back at me with his comment, and I came back at him with, his, with my comment. Not disrespectful, but just as men disagree. And the last thing that I remember us saying to each other on the, on the Instagram comments is, We've known each other a long time, Charlie. We can agree to disagree. And he was like, you're absolutely right. A year and some change ago, there has been a brand new Oscars presentation since then. A man that I've known for 30 plus years. If you have a problem with my opinion, as men, what do we do? We talk about it. We don't ignore each other like kids at a playground. That hurt. And I was Totally disappointed in Charlie because I've known Charlie for years. When I used to work on a radio station in Philly, when I was working there on the weekends, on the weekends, living in Jersey, driving down to Philly on the weekends, you know who came and made sure that I was good in Philly and showed me around Philadelphia? Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. 
And now you're not speaking to me because we had a disagreement about will. I understand protecting your friends. I've known you just as long as I've known Will. Will even said he was wrong. So why are you mad at me because I said he was wrong? He even said it. That has to be what it is because there has been no other interactions between Charlie Mack and myself to have Charlie Mack not speak to me, period. And ignore me. And you cannot still be, you know how to get in touch with me. You know my number. You know how to reach me. And instead of talking it out like a man, you chose to ignore me. So you're going to waste 30-something years of friendship behind something that even the dude that you're trying to protect said he was wrong. Are you mad at the academy? They gave him a 10-year ban. Because everyone knows he's wrong. So I guess if Tony Rock walked past you and was like, what up, Charlie Mack, you wouldn't have spoke to Tony Rock either? It's unbelievable how sometimes you think you know people. But you know what my wife and my mother said? They said, Ed, don't worry about it because, honestly, you were never friends with Charlie Mack. You're associates. We saw each other when we saw each other. It was cool. But did we hang out together? Did we break bread together? Did we say, yo, I'm going to Essence. You're going to be there. Let's connect. No. None of that has ever happened in my life. Have you ever been to Charlie Mack's house? No. Has Charlie Mack ever been to your house? No. So you weren't really friends. But you thought that there was something there because you known dude for a long time. And that's the God's honest truth. And that's the way it was. So then things started playing out. Charlie Mack did a, a 50-year uh, concert in uh, Atlantic City. We had 50 different artists and all of that was dope. And I was like, damn, 50 years of hip-hop. Do you think that Charlie Mack would have called me and asked me to host that? And I didn't get the call. So now I know why, because you're afraid you're you're upset with me about something. And I'm thinking because that's the only time we've ever bumped heads was our opinions on whether or not Will Smith was right or wrong. The only time we've ever bumped heads. So it has to be the reason. But if that's the reason, then you tell me why you so upset with me and we can talk like men and then walk away from it. But to ignore me. Like a kid ignores another kid on a playground. Why? Are you that mad at me that if you would have had a conversation with me, you thought you might have to put your hands on me? We ain't never been that way, and you know better. You know better because you tried to change this into a Philly versus New York thing, and I told you let's not even go there. But are you mad at Mike Epps? Are you mad at any other the comedians that said they'd have drop kicked the shit out of Will if he'd have put his hands on them? Or are you just mad at me? because I have a difference of opinion than you do. That was one thing about the whole thing that happened to me while we were there. And I, I didn't say this on terrestrial radio at all, but this is my, pod, my podcast, so I'm going to say that, that it, I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed in Charlie Mack, and hopefully we'll get a chance to sit down as men and rectify whatever's wrong with us because we have known each other since, like, 1988. For real. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And it hurt me. I'm not going to lie. I'm vulnerable enough and man enough to tell you when I was hurt. No. Because you had an opportunity to say, hey, Ed, let me holler at you for a minute. 
You know, it was, it was a little wet. Well, I'm going to New York for this thing in the Bronx, and I'm pretty sure he'll be there. I'm pretty sure. And we'll, we'll get an opportunity to speak, and I'm going to tell him. I am going to tell him. All right, I got to take a quick break. And when I come back, because you got to pay some bills, more of Kibba Son, the podcast. When you were a kid, nothing was better than getting invited to a birthday party at Mickey D's. And this June is Grimace's birthday. Happy birthday, Grimace. McDonald's is celebrating by giving Grimace his very own shake. Order Grimace's birthday meal and you get his birthday shake. The Grimace birthday meal is your choice of a Big Mac or 10-piece McNuggets and fries. Don't be late to the party. This deal is for a limited time at participating McDonald's. Kevin Hart is back, baby, taking the stage in Vegas for reality check. His first stand-up special in three years. It's streaming now on Peacock, and he's clearly at the top of his game. In this epic new hour of comedy, Hart tackles pop culture, being a son and a father, social media, and more with his unfiltered, unapologetic takes. No topic is off limits, from height-enhancing surgery to sign language miscommunications at the gym. The special dropped on his birthday, so as he enters a new chapter, Hart reflects on his life, the ups, the downs, and the totally sideways. Now that he's 43, he's not putting up with any BS, especially his own. And no matter how A-list the stories get, he somehow makes them relatable. From messing with LeBron to not knowing what to wear to a BLM protest with T.I. and Ludacris, who, by the way, are in the audience. After the last few years, let's just say we could all use a reality check. Stream the new Kevin Hart special, Reality Check, only on Peacock. We live and breathe real. Whether you're searching for the latest sneaker, that iconic handbag, a timeless watch, or your next piece of classic jewelry, eBay authenticators are there verifying every detail of your purchase. Yep, we're talking each inch, stitch, tick, facet, and clasp that makes the piece you're searching for worthy of your collection. eBay's authenticators are experts in their craft, true connoisseurs, and as leaders in their fields, they're making sure your items always arrive as authentic as your style. So go ahead, get that piece you've always wanted and leave it up to the meticulous eyes of an eBay authenticator to make sure that watch moving is original, that glimmer is real gold, that rare sneaker is legit, or that handbag is really made of genuine leather and never get faked over again. In a world full of fakes, it's time to get real with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode of Kibbutz Son, the podcast, is brought to you by Mickey D's. Listen, the realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. From trending topics on social media to group chat drama to reality show chaos, Mickey D's brings out the convos with friends because Mickey D's is where we can keep it real. All the best nights out end with a bite from Mickey D's as well. A car full of what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole fam to dinner while catching up on the latest conversations with family and friends. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go and make more delicious memories. Come on, son, son. Welcome back to Kibbutz, son. 
the podcast. I'm Ed Lover. Another little thing that caught my eye is I just want to say this about us as a people, black people. Can we keep our eyes open instead of getting distracted by certain things? Can we keep our eyes open? Because I saw more posts and reposts about Michael Rubin's 4th of July all-white party with all the stars there, all the people that y'all admire for some reason that you don't even know than I did about the Supreme Court killing affirmative action in college. Do you know what that's going to do when they just killed affirmative action at colleges and universities? That's going to affect you and your children. So no matter how hard your kid rocks, no matter what kind of grade your child gets, they don't have to let him become a part of an Ivy League school, which is looked at as better on a resume than anything else. I'm sorry. If you went to Harvard, it looks better than if you went to an HBCU. If you went to Harvard, if a white boy went to Harvard and I went to Morehouse and I had the same GPA as he did, but I just could not get into Harvard for some reason, even if I had the bread and I still couldn't get into Harvard, on his resume, it's going to look like he's smarter than I am. If he's a doctor and he graduated from Yale, and I'm a doctor and I graduated from any HBCU, it's going to look better in the workplace that he's a Yale graduate and I am. I went to an HBCU. Oh, he went to Yale or, or, or any Ivy League school to study acting. Oh, Ed graduated from Morehouse. It still is that disparity there. Before that, with affirmative action, they had to at least let some of us go to school at these Ivy League schools. But we rather repost about Michael Rubin's party and who the celebrities were and what kind of watches they had on and that Jay-Z had on a $7 million watch. Speaking of Jay-Z, congratulations to his beautiful mom, Miss Gloria Carter, on her marriage. I know when I lived in West Orange, New Jersey, she was a couple of blocks away from me. I used to host um, comedy shows at her restaurant. We'd go over there and watch, you know, the games and stuff like that. So, her friend Cameo and my wife are very good friends. Actually asked Vanessa, did her and I want to come to Miss Carter's wedding? But I was in New Orleans. My wife didn't want to fly up and go by herself. So congratulations to her. But we're worried about all of these things and who's doing what. And there's things that's being taken away from us right before our eyes. We are still not right with some of these police departments across the country. We're still being killed. There's still mass shootings going on out there that are affecting our children, affecting the Latino X community, affecting us with what they're doing with the borders and our, and our brothers and sisters around the country and, and colonizing certain places and still stealing from Africa. But we care about Prince Charles' coronation and Michael Rubin's party. Finding good, I know everything can't be so damn serious all the time, but black people, we got to wake up. If it's true that 50,000 people showed up for President, I'm still, yeah, he was a president, for former President Trump's rally in South Carolina, they're galvanizing and getting ready for 2024. What are we doing? Why are we not galvanizing? Why are we still doing dumbass TikTok challenges and caring about who's at Michael Rubin's party? Because we just want to be seen. We just want to be there. 
We want to rub shoulders with Tom Brady and Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft is one of the biggest Trump supporters in America. Billionaire Robert Kraft that owns the Patriots is a supporter of Trump. Trump is about not you, not anybody of color, not even women. White successful men is all that's Trump's constituency under the guise of make America great again, but not for you. Not for you. Trying to kill critical race theory, trying to kill black history, Jewish history and other histories in school. Supreme Court just said now any little restaurant or any little business cannot deal with you if they want to because you're in a same-sex marriage. And you fucking worrying about who's at Michael Rubin's party? Michael Rubin's 4th of July party has now trumped Diddy's 4th of July party? All of us used to go to Diddy's 4th of July party. Diddy don't matter no more to us because we want to rub shoulders with the white man? Really? We want to snap a picture with these dudes that really on the real, real don't give a fuck about you. Fam, I'm telling you, because you got invited, you feel like somebody fucking special, but we're not paying attention to what the fuck is going on with us. We should be galvanizing 50,000 people. We should be having a fucking rally that says, Who's going to give us the best deal this election and put it on paper? What the fuck did meeting with Trump do for us except get a few rappers out of jail? What did Kanye West sitting down with Trump do for us? Ice Cube was absolutely right when he said somebody need to draw up some shit that said they're going to do something right for the black community. But we too busy worrying about some stupid shit and not watching fucking Clarence Thomas throw us under the fucking bus. And he's a, and he went to college on affirmative action. He's Supreme Court justice for his entire life. Conservative motherfucker that went to court on a fucking affirmative action. But he wants to take it away for your kids and my kids. Well, I ain't got no more kids. My daughter Summer's the last one. She can graduate with her master's. But all of these people out here that you got little kids, they may not be able to, no matter how much dough you make, get into school, taking black history out of college because they don't want white people to feel bad for what their ancestors done. Yeah, you're supposed to feel bad. We still ain't got reparations, y'all. We still getting killed by the police, y'all. We still dealing with mass, with mass murder, y'all. There was just a mass shooting in Philadelphia. We still got this low fucking energy or low frequency hip hop that's talking about rolling up on ops and shooting this up and shooting that up. My last podcast, I talked about how Bow Wow feels about hip hop right now, and he's absolutely fucking right. Todd Dollar Sign even said, I'm not fucking with that low frequency stupid shit no more. We got artists killing, getting killed all the time, but our, our view of success is to be at Michael Rubin's fucking 4th of July party with all of these people that you admire that don't do a fucking thing for their community. Not your community. Not where you come from. The people that you made billionaires because you supported them 
their entire career who have not, some of them from hip hop, that haven't even done anything concerning the 50th anniversary of hip hop because they are not going to get paid what they want to get paid for. Some of them that you couldn't even get to do a fucking show concerning the 50th anniversary of the music that was created from our souls, like rock and roll, like the blues. Hip-hop was created by us. It's FUBU for us, by us. But as soon as we get to another level, we abandon our shit. I wonder in my heart and soul if Diddy would have said, I'm doing my 4th of July party on the 4th of July just like I used to, who would have went to Diddy's shit and who would have ran to kiss Michael Rubin's ass? So they could get their picture and stand next to Kim Kardashian and all that fucking fuck shit that means nothing to your bottom line. Does not affect gas prices. Remember they had to crack down on her because they said that she was fucking up shit by using that private jet all the time. These are not the people you see in the airport. This ain't Shannon Sharp. I just saw Shannon Sharp in the airport. We got on the same flight going to New Orleans from Atlanta. This ain't Shannon Sharp. That gives a fuck about you. This is not, that's not that level. See, we always put ourselves on levels that when we get to a certain amount of money or we become a billionaire or some shit, we look down on the people behind us. We look down on us. And y'all are not fucking paying attention. Open your fucking eyes. We got a problem. There's cocaine in the fucking White House. Hunter Biden is about to skip on some shit that they would have locked you up on forever, but his father's the president. And you voted for this motherfucker. And there's cocaine in the West Wing. I know they wish this shit would have happened when Barack was up in that motherfucker. I know they wish that shit would have happened. We got to start paying attention. It's nothing wrong with caring about what happened at Mike Rubin's 4th of July all-white party. There's nothing wrong with caring. There's nothing even wrong with attending. The problem is when you let that overcome your psyche and all that you care about is looking at that shit and not what's going on with you, that's going to affect you. It's going to affect your children. It's going to affect your children's children. It's going to affect your generations. Generation after generation after generation of minorities in this country are going to be affected and you don't give a fuck because you're too busy looking in your phone. That's the bottom line. Shit is being taken away from you by the Supreme Court every day. They already took away a woman's right to choose. Then they're going to turn around and let the states decide whether black history can be taught in schools. Now there's no more affirmative action. So there will be none of them civil jobs around for you anymore if they erase affirmative action. Ain't no fire department going to have to hire you. Ain't no police department going to have to hire you. Ain't no sanitation department. Like back in the days, those were the jobs that we aspired to because anything that we came from, those were better jobs than factory jobs. A factory job was pretty much a mule fucking job. If you, did you see fences? Did you see fences when Denzel was complaining that they wouldn't let him drive the fucking bus? I mean, drive the garbage truck? That was real shit. 
that our parents went through. And this is where they're trying to take us back to. That's what they're saying when they mean make America great again, when white people controlled everything and we accepted scraps. Is that what the fuck you want? Did you see Snoop talking about streaming and how the fuck can you have a billion streams and not a billion dollars? Somebody got to explain to them how they get paid by streaming. They getting paid. You're fucking not. And now here they are stripping away not only your civil rights, but your human rights. So they can control everything again. And when I say control everything again, I'm talking about conservative white men with money. But y'all are so fucking happy to run and stand next to them for a photo opportunity. If they billionaires and we not, are they going to feed us? Are they going to feed us? No, because they don't do shit for you now. But put on some shit so that you run behind it and think that that's what you have to have to make you feel like you've made it. But it's not. What happened to us? What happened to our brands? What happened to our shit? You see, every time we get some shit, that's good for us. We get money dangled in front of us, and then the money is taken, and then we no longer control any fucking thing. Yo, we need to galvanize and get our shit together. But what can you do when you find out that the 80-some-odd million dollars that was given to Black Lives Matter, 3% of that shit went to charity? What happened to the rest of the money we all donated? You don't see what's going on, y'all? You can't see it. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can always see clearly. And don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong. Like I said, I want to reiterate this. There's nothing wrong with Megan Thee Stallion performing at the Essence Festival of Culture. There's nothing wrong with whoever went to Michael Rubin's all-white party because I used to go to Diddy's. There's nothing wrong with it, but let's not lose sight that the people that we're admiring ain't doing shit to help us change who the fuck sits on that Supreme Court while Trump and them are galvanizing to get this next election. Ain't none of them up in fucking Biden's face going, yo, the fuck, yo? They got the money and the status and the power to do it. Do you see Tom Brady advocating for fucking you? Advocating for your right to engage in same-sex marriage? Advocating for your right to be included? Advocating for your right to even be a fucking general manager of a football team? Do you see any of this shit happening? Then why the fuck do you give a fuck about him so much? Advocating to get Meek Mill out of prison. Yeah, cool. Meek is home. What about the rest of them that's been falsely accused? What happened to that campaign? Oh, he's so cool. Now everybody go and buy some fanatic shit and make him even richer. Do you see what Diddy was saying? If it happened to him, what the hell you think is going to happen to you? Because ain't none of us on that level. Man, there's so much shit going on. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? I'm going to leave it at that. Black people. I had a conversation coming up with Cube and a few other people, the nation, the minister, 
and people that really, truly care about you, not just use you so that you buy their product and then get rich and forget about you. And this is happening in our own community with our own people because our people love status. Congratulations goes out to Tyler Perry. BET should have been in the hands of black people a long time ago. It's called Black Entertainment Television, but we sold it to Viacom, and now we got it back from Viacom and VH1. But is that good if it puts on brand new young voices for real? They can have MTV. BET is supposed to be long to us. But that black, 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 black shit that they was kicking, they weren't owned. They were owned by Summer Redstone a Republican super conservative who backed Donald Trump. It's all in your hand. You can take pictures. Look up. Look it up. Look who, see who everybody vote for. Voting records are public. You can look and see what party they connected to. We still ain't got our reparations. Come on, son. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. Have your own white party. Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. Ed Lover saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning us in and ever tuning us out. Shout out to Super Producer Krista. Shout out to Cam P. Shout out to everybody that's involved in this podcast. I guess I want to call this podcast I don't know. From the heart? From the heart. Until next week. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Come on, son, son. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.